You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, and you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to take this time out right now to welcome all our newest listeners, our Sports Byline listeners, our American Forces Radio Network listeners. Uh, thanks for tuning on in. What we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle is give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos, helping us. We stay so hot. We sweat steam let me tell you what we're going to be doing on today's show as usual we're going to go around the league i'm going to give you all the series to stack all the dfs plays for tonight we put the fun in functional sports radio and we've been looking to crown the greatest tv show of all time we got some heavy duty matchups in the drama region so get out on that fntsy radio twitter handle because we've got breaking bad versus the sopranos in the drama region we also have got the simpsons versus South Park to see who comes out of the animated region. I got another poll because as you know, Tony Romo has moved on. He's going to be going to CBS. So that means me. I'm wondering what do the Texans do next? So we got that poll up there right now as well on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. What do the Texans do next? Do they go for a running quarterback, a guy like Kaepernick or RG3? Do they go for a pocket quarterback that's still out there, guys like Jay Cutler, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick? Do they use a first-round pick trying to draft the future, or do they ride with their quarterback incumbent, the guy Tom Savage right now? I don't know. You can get out there and vote. A lot of ways that you could be part of the Fantasy Freestyle. You could also holler at me at 844-843-6879. We're going to take a quick break in a minute, but when we come back, we're going to get it started with our top five dead or alive where your boy speeds the spitting statistician gives you all the nudes and notes you need in football and in baseball i got a couple of things i'm going to want to talk about and get your thoughts on if you want to call me at 844-843-6879 we're talking about the nhl not suspending their schedule for the olympics we're talking about patrick ewing finally getting a job all that and more when we come back on the fantasy freestyle i'm your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician once again uh shout out to all our newest listeners on sports byline and the american forces radio network You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, and you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's get into it. Top five, dead or alive. We starting to cipher off with news and notes in Major League Baseball. Justin Upton left the game the other day uh, with a knee injury. They might, uh, the Tigers might go ahead and sign his brother, Melvin Upton. Check your fantasy lineups for that. Junior Guerra, Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, looks like he might go to the DL. He uh, hurt his calf running out a bunt attempt, so if you drafted him in your leagues, move him to 
the DL. Remember, it's the 10-day DL, not the 15-day DL anymore. Seth Lugo, Mets pitcher, they have confirmed he has a slight tear of his UCL. Normally, when guys get to tear that, that ends up being Tommy John surgery. But this is now another one in a growing line of people who competed in the WBC who now have some injury concerns. Remember, Didi Gregorius on the Yankees. Drew Smiley on the Seattle Mariners was just moved to the 60-day DL. He participated in the WC, WBC. And now, all of a sudden, this Mets uh, pitching staff, their depth is not what it once was. Remember, uh, Mr. Steven Matz has also been shut down for the next couple of weeks. If you are still searching for saves earlier on in your fantasy baseball season, might I suggest you take a look to the Oakland Athletics. It's actually Santiago Casilla. He got the first save opportunity. A lot of people thought it was going to be Ryan Madsen, maybe Sean Doolittle, but no, no, no. It was Mr. Casilla getting the first save opportunity out there in Oakland. And then yesterday, Mr. Dull, who many people, including Tony Sincata on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, think might be their actual best reliever. He got lit up last night, so that continues to be, as Manager Bob Melvin describes it, a fluid situation. we got some blisters to worry about on uh, former AL Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber and also Noah Syndergaard, both of them complaining of blisters after their last start. Syndergaard has been pushed back a day to Sunday. Didn't affect him as much. Kluber did not look as great in his outing. King Felix, he expects to make his next start for the Seattle Mariners, dealing with a groin issue. I already told you, Speeds, the spitting statistician, saying get away from King Felix. Felix Hernandez, in my opinion, is done. He is a fantasy fugazi. The Phillies manager, Pete McKinnon, has said he is concerned about closer Jenmar Gomez. Could be Hector Norris in the mix for saves if Gomez does not get his act together. Speaking of closers, out in San Diego, Carter Caps worked a uh, simulated inning today. He may be able to come back. They're saying towards the end of this month, Speeds is saying that Carter Caps will probably be, be in the mix for saves out there in San Diego. News and notes on the NFL. Big one. Marshawn Lynch with the permission of the Seattle Seahawks went to visit and talk with the Oakland Raiders today uh, to potentially become a uh, running back out there in his hometown of Oakland. Get it while you still can while the Raiders are in Oakland before they wind up moving to Vegas or maybe even San Antonio in the interim. There apparently is a smoke and fire trade market going on for Seahawks cornerback Richard Sherman. The market is heating up. I've heard Philly is interested, but now we are hearing that the New England Patriots may be interested, especially if they lose or trade Malcolm Butler. Remember, they signed Stephen Gilmore from the Buffalo Bills already early on in free agency. Leonard Fournette was down to 228 pounds at LSU Pro Day. Remember the concerns for him was, was he too big of a grind out back? He is lighter and lo- and went faster than many people thought running the 40 at the combine at 4.51. CJ Anderson, Denver Broncos running back, may not be ready for OTAs. Still recovering from his knee injury. Phillip Rivers uh, not the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. Are actually, he's, he's saying that he's actually okay if the Chargers go ahead and draft a quarterback saying, and I quote, not going to be there forever. And as you know, Tony Romo has moved on. He's going to be the number one broadcast team with Jim Nance on CBS. So that brings us to that poll question. What do the Texans wind up doing now that Romo has moved on? We got the poll options up there on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could also always, if you want, holler at me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Give me a follow. You can also always ask questions, and I'll get them answered on the show. But here's my take on this poll question. 
the Houston Texans have one of the best defenses in the league, you know, and that was even without J.J. Watt last year, Jadavion Clowney taking a step. Now, yes, they lost some people pieces. They lost A.J. Bouye in their secondary and free agency, but you got to figure this is still going to be a strong defense, and they got weapons, signing Lamar Miller last year, obviously DeAndre Hopkins, so I don't think they draft and try and groom the future quarterback. I also think this is a scheme where they are not going to want a running quarterback, so the blacklisting of Colin Kaepernick and obviously of RG3, I think that um, that continues, and whilst Tom Savage is a serviceable backup, I don't think they are excited with what they have to consider as a quote-unquote win-now team, so that to me means, if I was answering this poll, I would say that they are going to look for a pocket quarterback, and the two choices I have there in Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jay Cutler are interesting to me. Ryan Fitzpatrick has experience with the Houston Texans. He was he was down there in Houston. He knows how to chuck it up to DeAndre Hopkins. He'd be able to test it out with a Will Fuller down down the field as well. But I think Jay Cutler might be the right fit. You know, Jay Cutler was connected to the Jets before they signed McCown. I think Cutler is waiting for like that uh, that playoff contending team to be interested in. Speeds, the spitting statistician, is picking smoking Jay Cutler to maybe be the next quarterback of the Houston Texans. Let's keep the cipher going. I want to talk about the NHL deciding to not take a break for the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. They have decided they will not suspend the season as they have. And, you know, I can see a lot of sides of this. First of all, the IOC has been getting free labor forever from, like, the best athletes in the world. They get the best golfers in the world, the best basketball players in the world. They're, and, you know, but now they're actually asking these pros, these NHL players, to pay their own way and pay for their own room and board during the Olympics. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's right. I can see how also the NHL teams, the leagues, you know, these assets are, these players are commodities, right? And what happens when they get hurt? We've seen it happen so many times in the WBC that uh, players are getting hurt. You know, there's the injury risk there. There's the pause to kind of the season momentum of the NHL and what would be the middle of the season in uh, February in 2018 next year. But this has landed very poorly with the Players Association and with the players themselves. The Players Association is really saying that this is such a missed opportunity to promote the league and promote the great game that they have. But here's the thing. Some of these players are just going to go anyway. We've already heard word that Alex Ovechkin is saying he is going to just go and play anyway. You know, and I think a lot of other uh, players are going to be kind of guilted into this representing their pride of their country. All our new listeners on the American uh, Forces Radio Network obviously understand about the pride representing your country. And um, I think this is going to cause I think this is going to cause a big problem moving forward. And especially, you know, the um, the KHL, the Russian league, is not going to change. So all these Russian stars, they're going to wind up going. It seems like Russia still, uh, you know, controlling the narrative when it comes to hockey here. So I, I wind up thinking what's, one, what's going to wind up happening here is the uh, NHL is going to reverse their stance. But I want to hear from you at 844-843-6879. What do you think? Is this, is this just a lose-lose situation for everybody? Because I think so. Let's keep the cipher going. Patrick Ewing, former Knicks great, former Georgetown great, national champion with the Georgetown Hoyas in 1984, has been named the new head coach of the Georgetown basketball team. And I got to tell you something. This is a long time coming for Patrick Ewing. 15 years spent as an NBA assistant, never really got a chance. A lot of people are saying that his intellect, his basketball intellect, has been underestimated for a number of reasons. Some of them saying because the... 
Ewing was just bad with the media, that nobody wanted to give him a job because of the PR of it, the media training. Other people are saying, you know, there's this narrative that when former players become coaches that they're only like point guards that the big man to be quite honest the narrative out there is that they're not smart enough that they're too dumb and i don't think that's the case with patrick ewing okay what i want to see is will patrick ewing be able to recruit being a coach in the nba and being a coach in college are two very different things in college it's really all about recruiting is he going to be able to get into those families living rooms and tell people and sell why they should come to georgetown and stay I don't know. On the con side of this, Ewing teaches a defensive and rebounding and tough kind of style that he had at Georgetown, that he had with the Knicks. That's not the way the game is going. The way it's going, the UCLA, Golden State Warriors spread and shoot. But I do think Ewing will be able to recruit whoever the best big men are in the country. Who better to learn from if you are uh, trying to get to the NBA as a big man than going to Georgetown having the tutelage of Patrick Ewing. I like that Ewing has also reached out to other former NBA guys that are making the transition, including Chris Mullen over at St. John's, basically reviving the big-time Big East. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. This is your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can holler at me all hour if you want at 844-843-6879. You can follow us on FNTSY Radio. You could also follow me at Spittin' Speeds. Any questions you have, we'll take good care of you. I got my boy... Chris Bavona with me on the ones and twos, helping us blow up like a Samsung 7 already. The Marlins have gotten two runs up against Tanner Roark and the Nationals in the first inning. The Rays have also put up a run against Michael Pineda in the first inning. What we're going to do here is Speeds is going to spotlight what you need to win your cash tonight. But first... TheRotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We're here to set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for a special discount. So many ways for you to win your leagues and win that cash when you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And once again, big shout out to our new listeners tonight, our Sports Byline listeners, and of course, our American Forces Radio Network listeners. So here we go. If you're looking to make a little bit of money tonight on DFS, I'm already telling you what Speeds tells you to do. Is Speeds says stack the starters. you got to focus on the starters. That's where you are going to get it. And today is an interesting day because you got a lot of SP3s going. I'm going to tell you who I thought you should have been playing. I would have gone with Jacob deGrom today at 9,800 on FanDuel. I like his uh, strikeout per nine rate last year at 8.8 strikeouts per nine. Um, at home in that cavernous ballpark, I like him. The reason is because I'm trying to beat Chris Sale. I don't think Chris Sale was worth it today. I'm a little bit worried about the adjustment period that needs to happen 
you know, going from Chicago to the Boston Red Sox. This is his first start for the Red Sox. I think he's a little geeked up today. I would have looked to go elsewhere. I don't think he was worth the 11400 11, price on FanDuel. If you wanted to go down a little bit, I do not use Cole Hamels today because he's up against that Indians lineup, and I think that they are stacked. I think that's a big-time offense. I keep on scrolling down. I would also, like my man Tony Sincata said on the DFS lineup lock show a little bit earlier on today, I would not be using Rich Hill. Even though he's home, even though he's against that Padres lineup, I don't think he's worth the 9600 myself. He did not look good this year in spring training, and as Benny Riccardi made the point, I think they are. Uh, he's not really fully stretched out. They're kind of babying him in his return from injury. I think 90 pitches is his max as well. Here some uh, lower price guys that I like, and you can still get them in your lineup if you got that late switch option, which I know you do on the FanDuel. I'm looking at, um, for 6700 on FanDuel, I'm looking at Jarrell Cotton. Jarrell Cotton, who starts late night tonight against the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels have Mike Trout and absolutely nothing else. I like Cotton's strikeout rates when he came up in the second half last year, and in that what is a huge ballpark with a ton of foul territory, that can only help the pitcher. So if you don't want to spend up which I usually do, or if you're playing DraftKings where you need two pitchers, after Jacob DeGrom, I would go all the way down to Jarrell Cotton, who's listed at 6,700 on FanDuel. The other low-pitch pitcher, the low-price pitcher I want to give you today is Houston Astros starter Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton is going to be facing the Seattle Mariners. He's only listed at 6,400 on FanDuel. And here's the thing. I look for guys that have noticeable actual differences from year to year. Charlie Morton's fastball has been up to 94, 95, even touching 96 miles an hour. That is a big difference from where he used to sit. That is an actual noticeable change. I'm going to give him a shot against the Seattle Mariners tonight at only 6,400. But you know what else we got to do? It's opening day or it's opening week, right? It's the it's it's opening week. I asked earlier in the week. What uh? What's your favorite part about opening day? Is it the optimism for your team? Is it the kind of start of spring? Or is it fantasy baseball? And a lot of people did, in fact, say fantasy baseball, which I respect, which I understand. But, you know, there's just so many other things that go with the season. There's so many things that make me feel like, oh, yeah, the doldrums are over. And one of those is when I think about going to the ballpark, I think about what, I think about what to eat. At the ballpark. And so what I wanted to do here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is uh, Speed's a Spin Statistician. We don't do all stats here, okay, for all our new listeners. Sometimes we put the fun in functional sports radio, so I want to do a little bit of that as well as we cross the bottom of the hour here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So what I have are the top 10 craziest food items that are set to debut at Major League Baseball stadiums this year. And I want to, you know, if you want to chime in and let me know what you think about these, whether it's my man Chris Bavona on the ones and twos, or whether it's you out there at 844-843-6879, we can make that happen. Now, I'll tell you first as I go through these, there's a couple of trends, okay? There's a lot of derivatives on your standard hot dog where people are just, you know, doing crazy things to the hot dog. And some of them, though, some of them have fish involved. And I don't know if when I go to the baseball game, if fish is really what I'm thinking of. But we'll see as we go through the list. And um, I also want to say that any food that uses funnel cake as bread gets my vote. So let's see what are the top 10 foods set to debut around Major League Baseball stadiums this year. First, in Toronto, you've got the Churro Desert Poutine. 
Now, this thing looks absolutely crazy, okay? Um, you know, you got a little vanilla ice cream. You got a little caramel. Uh, it's looking pretty good, but it's only at number 10 on my list. If you go north of the border to Toronto, you can get that. If you go down to Miami, you can get the taco dog, okay? You can get the taco dog. It's a taco and it's a hot dog. Okay, it's basically like a regular hot dog, but it's topped with all your kind of taco stuff. You know, your pepper jack teas, your pico de gallo. Not bad. It's our first hot dog derivative that we have going so far. If you go out to Boston in Fenway Park, you can get a lobster poutine stack. Remember, I told you, I don't know how I feel about fish at the ballpark. You know, I don't know if I'm trusting fish at the ballpark. But at Fenway, you can get lobster which is, you know, it's 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 the lobster covering fries. You got the lobster meat, cheese curds, chives. I'm not a lobster guy, but if you were going to get lobster, I guess the only place I would trust it at a ballpark would be in New England at Fenway. Number seven on this list, if you go out to Los Angeles to Chavez Ravine, you can get a tuna poke bowl. See, now this is something that I, I think is a little bougie, a little foo-foo. Okay, sure. Pokey, I guess, is great if, you know, if you want to have some raw fish at the ballpark. I guess maybe, again, the coast is where you want to be. I don't know. You get some soy sauce, some edamame. But I, it, it looks a little too healthy. It looks a little too healthy to be at the ballpark, if you ask me. Now, coming up at number six is my personal favorite. Out in Kansas City, you can get something called the Sunrise Dog. Okay? And this is, in essence... In essence, what this is, is a hot dog with a bacon, egg, and cheese wrapped around it, okay? And to me, this looks amazing. I am a sucker for bacon, egg, and cheese myself. You're just going to throw another kind of meat in there and hot dog. Sign me up for it. I might have to make a road trip to Kansas City. But again, a derivative of a hot dog. At number five on this list in Houston... You can get a Spam grilled cheese sandwich. I don't know if I would advertise that Spam is what's in the sandwich. You know, to me, that was like, uh, that was always like the uh, the bad meat. You know, like if you didn't have anything good, you would try and get some Spam. I don't know. Go to D.C. If you're going to see a Nationals game this year, you can get the Miami South Beach dog. Sounding similar to the dog down in Miami. Um, but, you know, it's a big, long 18-inch hot dog. You got pineapple, onion rings on it. You know, I think that's uh, – it, it sounds like beach season. Nothing nothing says beach to me than onion rings, I guess. But, it, uh, you know, tasty if you're going down to Washington. Um, now we get to the top three. If you go to Chicago and Wrigley Field, you can get the bow to the pork sandwich. Okay. This thing is basically like pulled pork, but it's kind of got a little Asian fusion on it, okay? You got pickled carrots, you know, you got cucumbers, you know, some some Asian vegetables on it. I think that's an interesting combination with the pulled pork. You can get that at Wrigley. Now we're going to the last two, and this is like I said, like I said, when funnel cake is used as bread, which is really all you need to know, okay? All you need to know is that like funnel cake by itself would be pretty ridiculous right but no 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 we are just merely using the funnel cake as bread here um you can get a pulled pork patty melt in the kansas city at kaufman stadium down there for the Roy- if you go see a royals game this is pulled pork okay fried onions shredded cheese monterey jack cheese with bacon and jalapenos and then remember 
the funnel cake is the pieces of bread. So you got at least two funnel cakes with all that goodness in between. I think that's a little bit crazy. But the number one thing you can get, if you go down to Arizona and take in a Diamondbacks game, you can get a chicken funnel cake sandwich. So remember, the funnel cake as bread, this is actually with a chicken sandwich in there. I think that's a little bit crazy. It includes, you know, black pepper, cheddar. You can get strawberry jam on it too, which is another crazy flavor to get with uh, the funnel cake and the chicken. I don't know. You even get maple syrup on it. I think that's a little crazy, but I decided here on the Fantasy Freestyle to celebrate opening day and opening week. When we say take me out to the ball game, I wanted you guys to think about all the things you could, uh, you know, it's, it's more than the... Uh, peanuts and cracker jack these days check it out but remember what you really need to know what you really need to know is that uh you can still switch into jarell cotton and think about charlie morton if you want fades and if you want low low cost plays today in dfs i like that part of the slate check it out when we come back we're gonna do mr bavona i know you're excited we're gonna get into our tv greatest of all time tournament we got some big time matchups coming in the drama region and in the animated region we're gonna check in on the polls we're gonna keep on having fun because we put the fun in functional sports radio i'm your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician the yankees have tied it at one down there in tampa as well all that and more when we come back once again thanks to the sports byline listeners and of course the american Forces Radio Network. This is Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're doing big things here. Remember, I gave out Jacob DeGrom. He's already got three strikeouts through two innings pitch, helping you in your fan duel lineups. That Yankee run was the first home run of the season from Jacoby Ellsbury. I'm telling you right now, maybe the Yankees need to trade him right now. His stock may never be higher. But check it out. If you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, if you've been listening to Speed's Spitting Statistician for a little bit for a little while, you know, uh, if you're not one of our newest listeners from the Sports Byline or from America Forces Radio Network, we welcome all of you guys. I want to catch you up on something we've been doing to coincide with March Madness. We were doing a 64 television show bracket. Okay, We called it the TV GOAT, the greatest of all time, where the Fantasy Freestyle, we were going to crown the greatest television show of all time. The way we've been doing it is we've been having the polls up on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could also check for it for me, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter, whether it be for the... uh TV GOAT tournament, or if you just want to ask any questions, we'll get them read out here on the show, being broadcasted now across the nation and across the world. Quite frankly, it's a great honor if you want to know the truth. But we're getting it down to it because, as you know, North Carolina was crowned as the national champion on Monday. So we are going to crown a champion this week as well. And we, um, we got two of the four Final Four representatives are known because of our polls that we did earlier this week on Monday. Okay, so 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 just to reset it, and my man Chris Bavona, who's with me on the ones and twos today, Yo. so hot that we sweat steam. There he is. Um, we had the finals of the sitcom region 
on Monday. And uh, it was chalk. It was the number one seed, Seinfeld, against the number two seed, The Office. And, you know, with a lot of votes that went down, Seinfeld moves on and moves into the final four with 59% of the vote. It beat Office. And then remember other shows, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Cheers, All in the Family, Good Times, Friends, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and others were represented. But it will be Seinfeld. As the greatest sitcom of all time Moving into the final four We also did the reality bracket on Monday And Chris, this has been where a lot of chaos has ensued In the voting The regional final was the real world Versus cops And with 60% of the vote, cops Moved on So forget about all these other reality shows Amazing Race, Duck Dynasty, Survivor, American Idol America's Top Model, Jersey Shore, The Apprentice Cops will be representing Reality TV in the final four Today, we have two incredible matchups. We're crowning the champion of the animated region. It's number one seed, The Simpsons, up against number two seed, South Park. Okay, these are iconic animated series. So get on out there and vote right now on FNTSY Radio. And uh, Chris, I know you like both of these shows. Where do you think this one is going to shake out? Uh, you're talking about uh, the real Simpsons. World? Simpsons, and, Simpsons uh, and South Park is the oh, animated final tonight. Uh, I this one's really tough, and I know we talked about this on the producers. Uh, yep. Me, uh, Pete, Pete Consitori, and myself talked about this on Sunday, and it's going to be one of those. It's going to flip. It's I, I think it's going so to be tight. Wire. I'm personally voting for South Park. Okay, but only because I grew up with South Park. Uh, I find them a lot funnier today. Um, but I think in the end, I, I, I'm pretty sure that the Simpsons are going to beat them out. Listen, get on out there and vote at the end of the show. We'll update you on the polls that I threw up at the top of the show. We'll let you know how the people are voting. But please, get on out there. FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You can also find the polls at Spittin' Speeds. Your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down. And then we got big boy matchup going to the drama region. A lot of people said that all of these dramas could have been a final for themselves. But to decide the regional champion... It is the number two seed, Breaking Bad. Big shout-out to my boy Benny Riccardi with that lineup lock show before us here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Or is it Sopranos? Big shout-out to my boy Mike Blewett on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Sopranos and Breaking Bad. Will it be Heisenberg or will it be Tony the Don that uh, is the true champion? Uh, Chris Bavona, how do you feel about this matchup? This is a battle of titans, huh? This is really should be the championship. This could be a championship matchup. It could be the championship matchup. Where do you think people are going to go here? I think in the end, I think everybody, as much as they look, I could sit here and talk about how much I love The Sopranos. Everyone's going to go, that was the worst, worst finale ever. Breaking Bad, one of the greatest ever. Okay. Breaking Bad is going to move on to the final four. All right, there you have it. That's Chris Bavona's take on these matchups. I kind of disagree with him. I have not seen the voting just yet. We're going to give you the results or where the results stand a little bit later towards the end of the show. I think South Park could do it over The Simpsons, and I wouldn't be surprised. I agree with you. I think Breaking Bad could make it and join Seinfeld and Cops. Cops is the Cinderella story here. We'll see how uh, we'll see how the voting goes. Before we get out of here tonight, I'll definitely update you guys. Remember, you can vote at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. And if you want to holler at me at 844-843-6879, you can do just that. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle, remember, I gave you my picks already. I gave you those news and notes at the top of the show. We talked a little bit about the NHL. 
not playing in the Olympics and how a lot of uh, Russian players, specifically Ovechkin, Pavel Dodsuk, because the KHL is not being suspended. That, that really positions Russia to be the big-time favorite in the 2018 competition. But here's the deal. I kind of see the NHL side of this because, you know, we see what happens when Paul George gets hurt playing for Team USA. We see all these injuries where Didi Gregorius and Drew Smiley and Seth Lugo get hurt at the WBC. So I can understand them not wanting to risk that. We also talked a little bit about how Patrick Ewing finally got his job. Head coaching now the Georgetown Hoyas. Big shout out to Patrick Ewing. I like that. But there's a couple of other topics that I want to talk to you about here uh, before we get out of here where we put the fun in functional sports radio that's what we do here besides giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash we have some fun as well talking about the nhl i saw the craziest story ever as it relates to hockey chris truel who was the goalie for quinnipiac quinnipiac university kind of a college hockey power if you want to know the truth chris truel is the goalie for this squad he has a very interesting allergy can you guess what it might be, Chris? A, a hockey goalie? What do you think might be the worst thing to be allergic to as a hockey goalie? Ice. Correct. Chris Truel, this guy is allergic to ice. He's allergic to ice. A big shout out again to all my American Forces uh, radio network people because this guy served in the, or, uh, the Air Force. Okay, And when he was doing a training exercise, but the, it was only in 40 degree weather, he got frostbite and cold burns all over his body. That's when they realized that he had this allergy okay he was actually forced to leave the air force he transferred to quinnipiac where he became the goalie but he has to like keep moving during uh timeouts and dead dead whistles and things like that or else he's gonna wind up uh get stiff check this out this is what truel says you'll see me skating around a lot stretching my legs moving my arms if i start to feel my body stiffen or my skin begins to tighten and feel uncomfortable i absolutely have to keep it moving He's been keeping it moving to an 899 save percentage in 21 games for Quinnipiac. But I think this is absolutely crazy. A goalie allergic to ice? I mean, I'm allergic to, like, pesticides that they spray on fruit skins. I'm allergic to some shellfish. But to be a goalie allergic to ice? That's absolutely crazy. My man, Chris Pavona, what are you allergic to? The only thing I know for a fact that I'm allergic to is a medication called Seclor. Okay. I Otherwise, I have no allergies. Well, we'll find out about that. You're still a young man. You could discover some of those allergies. My I wanna... birthday's on Saturday. Oh, you got a birthday coming oh, up. Yes, Yo. I do. Uh, so you're an Aries. Speeds the Spitting Statistician is also an Aries. Hey. I've got a birthday coming up as well. We'll talk about that on air. Uh, you know, happy birthday to me. Maybe Tony Sincata and Benny Riccardi will give me the, uh, the super DFS Lineup for that Major League Baseball slate on Monday, April 17th. When is, uh, when's my birthday? When's yours, Chris? Uh, Saturday. Fantastic. You got any big plans this weekend? Actually, my girlfriend's uh, parents are coming in. Ooh, in-laws. Hold up. Uh, mama, uh, mama and daughter are going to see Bon Jovi. Okay. I'm going to be hanging out with... Uh, with, with potential the, father-in-law? Yep. Oh, you should take him to Rock and Riley's here, where we have the Fantasy Studio 34 here at Rock and Riley's, right across the street from Madison Square Garden, in the shadow of the Empire State Building here in New York City. Check it out. If you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, if you listen to Speeds and Spitting Statistician, one of the things you know I've been talking about is this Floyd Mayweather potential fight with Conor McGregor. And I'm going to tell you, over the weekend, there was just yet another example of how crazy and over-the-top and opulent the money team and Floyd Mayweather is. 
Floyd went absolutely ham for his son Zion's 16th birthday. You know, remember they used to have like an MTV show? I think it was like, you know, my 60, crazy birthday parties for kids and stuff. Well, check this out. Zion Mayweather, upon turning 16, his party had live performances by Young Thug. His party had bottle service. His pottle, his party had all sorts of, you know, game machines and vending machines and, and, and arcade machines and stuff like that. He even had what they called a money machine. You ever remember those old game shows where you used to stand, like, stand inside a glass cube? Not very unsimilar to Studio 34 here for the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And they would just, like, put money in there and it was, like, how much you can grab in 30 or 60 seconds and that's how much you could keep. Well, they had one of those at Zion Mayweather's 16th birthday party. Oh, and yeah. He got a new Mercedes-Benz from his dad for his 16th birthday party. I think Floyd may need to start, instead of worrying about showering his son with gifts, he may need to start worrying about Conor McGregor. Listen, everybody's saying that Conor has no chance against Floyd Mayweather. I beg to differ. I think this fight would be far more competitive than you might think. I think it's going to happen Freddie Roach was talking about it. Dana White's talking about it. Now Floyd and Connor themselves are talking about it. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I think this is going to happen. Speeds and spitting statistician calling his shot. I think this happens in the year 2017. I think this happens in November where uh, they always have big fights. You know, Cinco de Mayo weekend. We're a little bit too close for that. The next time they do big fights is usually in early November. I think that's what's going to wind up happening. And you're going to see Connor McGregor fight Floyd Mayweather. And let me tell you something. Connor's awkward southpaw style is not something that Floyd is used to. Let me tell you something else. Connor is just so much more of a bigger man, okay? He was one of the biggest, uh, I guess it was lightweights or flyweights in UFC history. And you know he's not going to be scared of Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather by is mostly a defensive boxer anyway, a counterpuncher, a defensive guy who likes to win the rounds by scoring, not by really knocking out his opponent, okay? Let me tell you something. The other thing that I think is overlooked in this, and I heard, and I heard a UFC trainer talk about this yesterday. What the trainer said was, when training for a UFC fight, say Conor McGregor, he would have to you know, contend with the boxing, the wrestling, the jiu-jitsu, the other mixed martial arts, and be able to defend yourself and prepare for all of that. It's kind of like when the Wildcat was in the NFL, and you had to prepare for so many different options. Well, now you know, moving from that to Floyd Mayweather, who is just a stand-up, you know, great skill technician and boxer, but a defensive counterpuncher at that. I think... Um, the fact that he only has to prepare for one style and the fact that Conor McGregor is just a much, much, much larger man than Floyd Mayweather, I think this is going to be an issue. And remember also, Floyd hasn't fought in about two or three years at this point since his last fight. So I think this is going to be a very, very interesting look. I don't care what Zion gets for his birthday. We're gonna start he's gonna start getting into training. He needs to get into training because I know Conor McGregor is gonna take this very, very seriously. So there you have it. We put a little bit of fun in functional sports radio. I'm your boy Dane Martinez. Whether it's hockey goalies allergic to ice, whether it's breaking bad versus Sopranos, we are going to get it in. When we come back, I'm gonna have a couple minutes. We're gonna 
check in on those polls, see how they stand, see what you think the Texans need to do at quarterback, see who you think should represent the drama region and the animated region in the TV GOAT Final Four. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Again, big shout-out to all our new listeners on the Sports Byline, on the American Forces Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to come back, check in on the polls, and close out a great hour right after this. You know what it is, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Tampa Bay Rays continue to touch up Michael Pineda. They now have a 4-1 lead on the Yankees in the bottom of the second. Nationals closing the gap to 2-1 after 3 in our nation's capital. And uh, the Baltimore Orioles are up on the Blue Jays 2-1 down in Baltimore. That game in the bottom of the third. However, if you listen to me, I told you to start Jacob DeGrom. He's pitching real well. Five strikeouts through three scoreless innings, helping you win that cash today in DFS. Remember, we put up some polls. We're crowning the greatest TV show of all time. Right now, in the finals in the animated region, the number one seed Simpsons, Chris, is up on South Park. But it is close, 54% with over 100 votes in there. There is still time to vote. And it is very close. If you want to try and flip that, you still can. And then in the drama region, with over 100 votes already, and big shout-out to everybody that's voting on FNTSY Radio, also hollering me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Remember, I'll answer any of your questions on the show. We are five days a week, 7 to 8 p.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But coming out of the drama region... Right now, and it is very tight with over a hundred votes. Um, we have Breaking Bad with only 50, with fifty-two percent of the votes, and Soprano with with forty-eight percent of the votes. So that is very, very close. There is still time out there. Uh, we want to see who will represent us in the final four a little bit later on here on the Fantasy Freestyle as we crown the greatest TV show of all time. The other poll we had up, the other poll that we had up is what should the Texans do now that Tony Romo is headed to CBS? You guys want the Texans to get a running quarterback, either Colin Kaepernick or RG3. Remember, RG3 did play in Texas uh, down in Baylor in college, but I don't know. I don't know if Colin Kaepernick is a fit down there in Red State, Texas, after his anthems and all that, all those protests. I think maybe just ride with Tom Savage. Tom Savage and or what you guys have 27% of you say draft the future quarterback this year to compete with Tom Savage well there you have it I'm your boy Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician thanks again to all of our new listeners at Sports Byline and of course the American Forces Radio Network I'm your boy Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician if you like what you hear you can catch us 7 to 8 p.m. five days a week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for all that good program to help you win your leagues and win that cash. I'm out. 